0: Everything else versus Bitcoin essentially gets spent and dies. I want to be able to have reactive security. And I think OpVault is today
1: the most straightforward, easiest to use way to do that. I will not be insulted by a clockmaker. <laughs>
2: Overall, these kind of ways to make the network easier to both build
3: on and interact with, I think is a really big deal. If Bitcoin existed when we started Twitter, we would not have to go down the ad model path. I mean, it's as simple as that. Integrating Lightning into a social network is the killer app.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Bitcoin Review podcast, where we explore developments and projects with the people who actually make them happen. The show is supported by Pod 2.0, Sat Streaming, and CoinKite. If you're a new listener, I'm NVK. I run CoinKite, where we've been helping people secure their Bitcoins for over a decade. We make the cold card and fun products like the Block Clock. You can find more information about it on CoinKite.com. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin.review, the podcast where we... Make people sleep talking about all the software updates in detail. It's great, and it's not for you. It's for us. It's therapy. <laughs> and uh, with me today, I have Mr. Craig. Welcome back, sir.
1: Good to be here as always. Um, happy New Year, all. And uh, yeah, let's 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 talk about the very few things that have happened in Bitcoin over the last little while.
0: That's right. Uh, you, you do bring up a good point. It is the first episode of the year, so happy New Year to all the fans out there. I've kind of lost track of that. It's uh, it's just we're entering the third year of the show. Can you guys believe that? Wow, I guess it's a real podcast now. <laughs> Mister Odell, welcome back, the the pod professional guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be uh, shit posting on Nostr during this rip. Just uh, FYI.
0: That's what you do in a normal, any podcast recording. It's different.
3: <laughs> Wait, so it, it's been three years because the show started in, in December of...
0: Is it December that started? No, it was not December. It can't be December.
3: Like, it's not a real three years, right? It's like three years No, no, asterisk. it's
0: starting the third year. Starting the third year.
3: Yeah, okay. Glad we got that sorted.
0: Sure, rub it in, longest going uh, uh, pod uh, uh, presenter in that other show that doesn't have a proper
3: list. Search Rabbit Hole Recap.
0: <laughs> you know what I should do, Matt? I should sponsor Rabbit Hole Recap to shield uh, Bitcoin review.
3: That has never been done in Bitcoin before. You do sponsor Rabbit Hole Recap. No, no. But as like a sole ad. We only have two sponsors.
0: <laughs> the first ad in the whole show needs to be, the leading sponsor is another
3: pod. <laughs> well, we're going to charge you double for that. Oh, shit.
0: Okay. And with that, hello Mr. Pablo, the, the man who ships literally 90% of all the Noster software.
2: Hello guys, welcome to the uh, third season officially of Bitcoin Review. <laughs>
0: yes, that's a perfect way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> oh man, what a what a what a year this is going to be, huh? 2023 was Never boring to say the least. <laughs> you know, sixteen K Bitcoin all the way to whatever. Uh lost track. Uh that 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 caused a few a few dramas in all kinds of things, lots of updates in Bitcoin. It was it was something. This is not a year in review episode. I think it's just me uh being a little bit reflective.
3: What was your favorite thing that happened in 2023? Sorry? What was your favorite thing that happened in 2023, Bitcoin related?
0: Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I am not a, a picking favorites kind of person. It's whatever at the time I found interesting. Like, it's my brain doesn't function in like what is your favorite color kind of thing. How about you?
3: I still, I still can't believe, and you played a massive part in it. I still can't believe that Dorsey gave ten million dollars to OpenSats. Like that was, I mean, that was such a game changer in terms of, I mean, we just released our year in review transparency report, like the last seven months in OpenSats has just been a fucking whirlwind.
0: You know, uh, in a way, or it's kind of like because of Pablo, you know, that the whole thing started with, uh, hey, so uh, if you don't do it if you're a big bucks, I'm going to do it myself with my small bucks. I'm going to fund this guy to go write DK. <laughs> And <laughs> he was like, ah, you know, like, why don't you take this like big check and go do this, and uh, and then the rest was history. Yeah, it's, a, it's a history
2: that is uh, very much changing the lives of many, many, many people. Like, it's having a very significant impact. It's 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 hard to understate how how uh,
0: overstates how big of an impact it's having. Because you know, like normally in a, in a new sort of like technology industry, right? What you have is like one a highly capitalized actor from the beginning, right? For picture sharing was Instagram, for for social media was Facebook. And before the Arcade and all the other shit. But like normally you essentially have like a, a leading horse, right? That's extremely capitalized. And then around it, like there is competitors because it's early, right? Trying to 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 sort of do the same. And VC sort of feed that. And then there is sort of the, the, the auxiliary sort of like services that grow around that as a, and it becomes a little industry, right? But because of this single player. And that's why it actually makes it impossible to not have VCs around it, right? Because especially when it comes to stuff that you can't just like take a cut or charge money right from the beginning, right? Like social media, you know, Bitcoin in, in my view was like pretty much the first thing I ever saw that because the money is in the computer, everybody could sort of like take a little cut or immediately monetize because there were a touch point in the money, right? So so he created this insane sort of galaxy of like little startups and people and things that could sort of like find a little bit of revenue to exist without the VCs coming in. And plus the VCs found it very, very funny (laughs) that you were trying to go to jail, right? Like that's how they quite felt at the beginning. You're really trying to go to jail. (laughs) <laughs> um, and none of the VCs wanted anything to do with it. So so, anyways, like, and, and, and I feel like Noster sort of like had this very awkward place where it's like, okay, it, it's like super decentralized. It's like, there is no bosses, no CEO, no nothing. There is no leading horse that is monetized and there is no path to monetization until there's a lot more users. So essentially, fuck if you do, fuck if you don't. <laughs> And, uh, and, and I, I think this boost of, of like having this capital coming in without strings attached and without sort of like creating a monopoly, right? Because that's like essentially Peter Thiel's and most VCs sort of theory, right? Like it's trying to capture a market as a monopoly really changed the, the dynamic, right? I mean, it creates some awkward things, right? Because, you know, philanthropy is much less efficient than capitalism. Right? Like it creates artificial winners, but at the same time, it really helps our sort of bootstrap things. So, like, you know, it is what it is. And we're gonna see where it goes. Sorry, I, I kinda like had to 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 run that little monologue there.
3: No, yeah. I mean, if you look at so we just released our year interview. If you go to opensats.org and then like click our blog, it'll be the most recent blog post. But over the last six months, OpenSats has funded twenty one different Noster clients. Right? Like that is Fucking insane in terms of an ecosystem that is younger than this podcast, apparently. Yeah. That is that is fucking massive. And it does Noster did Noster need this uh to succeed? Probably not. Um, but it I I think it just supercharges the whole thing. It just it just makes that 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 the adoption that we're gonna witness happen way, way quicker in a much healthier, stable way.
0: You you could say they kind of maybe need it, Because every single social media decentralized solution out there either died or centralized right like so I mean you know this this does help right like people sort of build things and I think it's also the right people it's it's not like we're throwing sort of money at blue Sky which Jack also did I, I think it was needed
2: because when you look at how North works uh, it would be very easy if one client gets a majority of the shares. Of the, of the market share of the users, they could very easily dictate what the protocol is, right? Absolutely. That's what basically happens with, with ActivityPub. And you end up with a bunch of clients that are uh, second-class citizens, and they just need to play catch-up to whatever the dominant player is doing. And if there were enough activity, enough economic activity in Noster to attract one VC fund, that might fund someone that is not a good player in the space. They could just say, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna create my own spec. <laughs> you guys, you guys figure it out."
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways, guys, I I, I think uh, I mean, OpenSaaS is doing incredible work. There is also Brink. There is also HRF. There is uh, there is a couple more. I
3: think I forget the name. Chaincode is a big one.
0: Chaincode. And like, you know, if there is one thing people cannot complain in 2024 is that there is no money for Bitcoin open source development. You know, it's just that maybe there is no money for you, (laughs) but there is definitely money (laughs) for Bitcoin development. So, uh, you know, nobody has the right to anything. Uh, Everybody is a meritocracy here. All right, let's start at the housekeeping. Unleash.chat, 1,000 users achieved. I had I had to bring this up. It's pretty exciting. Moved Nostr Vector DB to Redis, much faster now. Uh, upgraded infrastructure a bit to handle more traffic. Improved Nostr integration. API will be ready soon. We are also looking now at importing all the blockchain into the LLM, so you can do uh, LLM analysis on on the blockchain and. Uh, Hopefully we can start figuring out what people can do in terms of de-anonymizing and uh, and help, uh, you know, find the problems because somebody else is going to do it. And there is much faster Noster search. So, so that's like the, the, the main little things we're working on there. Have you guys
1: tried? Not this year.
0: I have tried it. It's very
2: cool. Yeah, it, I, I actually published uh, an update of like I released whatever indicator or something like that. And then I immediately went to Unleash the Chat and I asked it about it. And it gave me, I, I asked it, tell me what was the feedback to this
0: update? And it, it just gave me a TLDR.
2: It was beautiful.
0: <laughs> it, it, is, it is pretty insane, right? Like, I was like, could you please uh, give me... Like you know, a sense of how many like Good Morning via Jaffs there are, right? Like it can't count yet, so I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so like, count is coming, and and it's kind of funny because you think, right, that the the thing having access to all the notes and knowing the count of overall, uh, you would figure out by itself, but it doesn't, right? Like what 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 I what I figure out through this whole journey of building this thing is that like like all this these websites that offer like chatbots, it's like like say. 50% mechanical turking, right? Like y- you have to build a lot of software that makes the AI like be able to query the stuff. It's not like just some fucking magic. They make it feel like it's magic, but uh, but there's a lot of people writing a lot of code that is completely unrelated to the LLM. It's for the LLM to do this stuff. It's kind of funny. Anyways, but you know, the fun thing is it's for sats and uh, you pay sats for it and we're going to hopefully make all these things private. Uh, thanks for the, thanks for the Redis access, uh, Pablo. That helps. know <laughs> we're having to run now our index vectorize of that on Redis as well, because it was just break. Pretty... My Redis to your Redis. <laughs> That's right. You know, you can fix anything in the world with Redis and a credit card. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, all right. Open sets, fourth wave of Nostra grants. That was the last wave. We've already talked about it a bit. <clears throat> I'm not going to go through the details of this. We have a link to the post. But uh, incredible work. Thanks, Gigi, for, uh, for plowing through all this stuff. All right. Well, let's talk about your porn uh, startup. Fans. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's, a, it's patron, really. <laughs> it's just that the ladies couldn't go to patrons, so only fans was created. <laughs> it's it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> and that's the beauty, right? Like anyone can self-host these things. So if they want to be uh, only fans, like only, only fan style, they can do it. Uh, if they want it to be only their site where they create their stuff, uh, it, it's like, you know, it's Noster. So they can do whatever they want. Uh, but yeah, it, it's
3: it's us. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Are you really naming this thing fans with three A's? I
0: do, please. Like, I, dude, I've tried. I've tried telling him it's, it's a terrible name. I, 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 I know it's a terrible name. I just haven't found a
2: better one.
3: (laughs) You fucking dumbass. There's a million better names than that.
0: (laughs) Give me one, Matt, please. Jesus.
3: (laughs) The good thing is the
0: pod is recorded. So you can say it. He can go register the domain and then the show comes out. (laughs) <laughs> now so here's the thing uh because the idea of what i'm
2: building with this is very much not only for bitcoiners right so the real big mass of users are not listening to the podcast they are not in noster so i can rebrand it later once i'm ready to launch it you on know, like product hands and whatever i i can rebrand it to whatever the name might might be but man uh, we probably so we have Archinox throwing around ideas, carnish throwing around ideas, uhvetsky, a, b- a bunch of people, including MBK uh, <laughs> and no good ideas have come out so far. so we're like, okay, fuck it we'll we'll do it
0: live <laughs> yeah well it, it, it's gonna have to be what's gonna have to be
2: <laughs> but but I'm fully ready for fans with three a's uh, to. be... <laughs>
3: Matt, Matt is shaking his head in, in disapproval. Wait, so is this, is it going to be like a video specific client? Uh, I mean, I, OnlyFans got mentioned. Is it is it all media? How, how, do you, how are you thinking about it?
2: It's all type of media. Uh, what I have in mind is that it will fragment into different type of sites where it will be the same client, basically. It's just one is going to be... Long, long text uh, focused. Another one is going to be porn focused. Another one is going to be whatever, Instagram style focused or whatever. But, but for now, I'm, I'm putting everything together because it, it's not like I can throw it everything together.
0: But yeah, definitely it will. I will fragment it into a specific size. So because this is a Bitcoin podcast, I don't know if you've noticed the name. Quick question is like, so how, how do people like get paid? Is it Zaps? Like the audience doesn't know.
2: Yeah, so so it's going to be subs. Uh, it's going to be in a, a bit of a special way. So the way it works is you send Nostro Wallet Connect. So I created a data vending machine that accepts Nostro Wallet Connects. And in that way, you can create recurrent subscriptions with any client. So Amethyst is going to be able to do... Recurring subscription payments by using this DVM because the thing is that Amethyst or Coracle they don't have a backend, right? So they cannot say send this payment once a day or once a month or whatever it might be. No cron jobs, no <laughs> cron jobs. Yeah. So this is this is literally a cron job for that the whole of the connect. That's that's what it is. <laughs> that much is obvious. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be saps At some point, uh, I already started looking at it, but man, oh man, fiat is such a a clusterfuck. But I I want to accept credit card payments and convert those into Bitcoin with magic. (laughs) Insert magic here and and send to the creators. They always receive Bitcoin. But when you create your, your tiers and your profile and all the things, you can say, my unit of account is dollars or Bitcoin, right? So if you say dollars each month, it will calculate the number of sites
3: that you should receive, and it's going to send that over.
0: That's pretty exciting.
3: Wait, you don't even have you don't even have fans with three a's. Com? No. <laughs> so you have a shitty fucking name, and you just not the excuse isn't even that you were able to secure the domain because there's just some random German company that has the domain. Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs> I I I wanted fans with four a's, and everybody told me it was a <laughs> retarded idea. Because I could get the, the, the .com. So he went to three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, we're gonna we'll brainstorm a better name for this. All right, it's, a, it's a great idea. It, it could be it could be one of the killer apps early on in Oster, in my opinion. Yeah, I
2: I
0: think so. It has a bunch of shit that is very interesting. Do you know how long I've been badgering Pablo to fucking make an OnlyFans clone on? Noster It started in Tokyo Year? It, no, no, no It started in Tokyo We were in the taxi Tell me ah, You know what you No, should. but that was before that Remember? Oh no, actually That was it That was on the
3: taxi ride Wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah It was on the taxi ride
3: <laughs> I think I own SATS.com If you want it
2: But but the thing is That it has to appeal To non-Bitcoiners Right?
0: So Sats Doesn't mean a thing Right?
3: <laughs> yes
0: it, it should be .cash Do dot cash Fans.cash <laughs> Is that available? Actually, I mean, I might appeal the wrong kind of a Bitcoiner. <laughs> there, there is no such thing as wrong. There is just the paying Bitcoiner.
2: There's are just shitcoiners.
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> it has a bunch of really cool things. And one of the things that it has is that Content, if like when a creator creates, uh, say for example, you write a, a long form and you publish it with a preview for everybody, but only for your subscribers, they can actually access the the thing. If someone creates a highlight, like one of your subscribers creates a highlight, that highlight will go to Amethyst and will go to Coracle, and from from Coracle or from Amethyst, people can subscribe, and Coracle and Amethyst can take a cut if they so if they so wish. So like. All this stuff, like all the monetization part can leak
0: into all the clients. Hey, Pablo, I just bought uh, fans with a Z, 1A.cash works. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's actually pretty
3: good. It is pretty good. Fans.cash. Not fans with a Z.cash either. That's a horrible <laughs> name. Listen, any words that are real are gone. Wait, why don't you just fold it into highlighter? You have highlighter.com. That actually not a bad, that's not a better
0: name. That's actually not a bad idea. I haven't thought of that. There you go. Yeah, because highlighter is hopeless, right? I mean, like, no human that is not Pablo is going to ever use highlighter. (laughs) It's just too fucking complicated.
3: It's such a good domain.
0: That is
2: very true. Oh, shit, I haven't thought of that. That's a very good idea. There you go. Yeah, because like Highlighter for, in, in a way was like the uh, the idea, like the love of what this thing really is. Yeah. I mean, even Highlighter had like the subscription and I know, all I know that thing. But
3: this is like a million times better.
0: And you're highlighting content or parts. And you're, you're highlighting content and you can, oh, fuck, that's a fantastic
3: video. Okay, We can end the show. This is incredibly productive.
0: There you go.
1: <laughs> okay, so there's something that can be learned from this. If you're ever trying to come up with a name, if you ever have to spell the name you have a bad name. Mm-hmm. That is as simple as it is. Do not ever do a name that you have to say, it's moon with two to use, fans with three A's, fans with a z. Z's. You can see the trend here. It's very clear. <laughs> do not have it. Choose a name. We have to spell the name. Today I saw radio with six O's dot com.
0: <laughs> it's an actual thing. Okay. <laughs> you know who started with the R at the end was Flickr. Remember Flickr? Everybody would ask how to spell it <laughs> for a long time. It took it took long, long, long time. Yeah, and
1: where is it now? Consigned to the dust in the history, right? It's gone.
0: Yahoo bought it and then destroyed it. Yeah, <laughs> like everything Yahoo ever bought. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty brutal.
3: Yeah, no, I, I like highlighter is a little bit hard to spell for most people, but Craig did a little bit of a humble brag there. Like <laughs> Sparrow Wallet is a sneaky good name.
0: It is a good. It was a great name. All right. Well, Pablo, this is gonna be fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right, let's get into the vulnerability disclosures. It's more like vulnerability these days than disclosures. But Noster under DDoS, and that also spilled over to uh, MemPool.Space, and uh, you know, guys, that that's how it works. The the spooks work with this the stick and then the carrot. It's like, here is millions of dollars worth of DDoS and here's a free solution if you share your key with us for no DDoS where we cover millions of dollars of bandwidth. No problemo, for free. <laughs> so that's that's my opinion on the DDoS. Uh, have, uh, Craig, well, you don't have to deal with that, right? Client side?
1: No, no, that's luckily not a part of my world unless somebody wants to DDoS, sparrowworld.com, which they actually have done once. Uh, but I just said, buddy, this is an open-source project. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Let's see how long you can keep this up for.
0: <laughs> yeah. Back in the Quankite days when we were like uh, hosted wallet and multi-sig sort of like in 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 the cloud solutions, like we were like completely overwhelmed to DDoS at all days of like for years. Like it literally didn't stop. You had to either go Cloudflare or Tor. The solution for DDoS is Tor. Um and uh but yeah it was pretty brutal
3: well Tor doesn't solve ddos either
0: well it kind of does in a way it's just a little slower but you can't you can't do this if you're connecting directly to from a to your indian address you're pretty good
3: yeah, I'm not public on addresses, though. We just we spent like the last year and a half that Tor has just been under constant DDoS attacks. They just like introduced their proof of work implementation to hopefully try and mitigate it. But up until that point, their main mitigation was just a centralized blacklist that they would just update.
0: I know, but still, like it was just slow, but it worked. It was not like a causing a true sort of like error on the on the server side, right, where you literally cannot serve. Right, like which normally happens with DDoS. It's just you know, it's just clogging the pipes as opposed to clogging the server, which is very different. It also changes expectations, right? You go to an onion site, it doesn't work. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Refresh. It's (laughs) slow now. Uh (laughs) it's great, by the way. Uh Tor, especially V3 now, is really good way to serve APIs because you could create an address per customer and then uh and then they have their own pipe. And it's like it's like you're getting VPN. And you're getting a, 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 like a truly secure session, right? Because they, the, the key is the address. It, it, it's quite amazing, really. Yeah, CK Bunker does that, essentially. Like, you know, that's why there is a Tor server on it. Because you don't want to have... I'll copy it on Insect Bunker, then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's great. It, yeah, totally. Like, I, I really wish this model was more common. But anyway, on the specific two DDoSs, as you mentioned... I 100% agree with you that that's Cloudflare's business model. I mean, they're man in the middle as a service, and they have a direct incentive to a- attack people to-, to convince them to move into their stack. That's what happened with the majority of Bitcoin exchanges. Yep. Uh, but just for the listeners, for what it's worth, Wiz thinks that his attack was a different different set of attackers than Primal's attack.
0: It was just like some uh, some people who don't like him. That could happen too. But but it's it's unsustainable though, because those people have finite money.
3: I'm not without doxing our private conversations. Like I asked him on details on who he thought it was when he told me who he thought it was and that it was different than Primal. And he said, "Matt, I know." <laughs> that was his response.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it You know, sometimes the doxers do like to uh, send messages or say like, you know, send me money, I'll stop. Things like that. That's that's common. But you know, sometimes they just it's just scammers who hear. That you're being DDoS until we email you asking for money. They have nothing to do with it. <laughs> They'll just take the money and disappear.
3: Yeah. But I also want to like it's important I think it's important to mention because Wiz has taken great lengths to never use Cloudflare. And he's got he's got like three ISPs, he's got self sovereign servers around the world that are all like co peering and whatnot. And so mempool.space is back up. He did not put it behind Cloudflare on top of all of this, you have to keep in mind that mempool.space has all-time high traffic organically right now because of fees. Yeah. Um, And like every, almost every major wallet is using them for fee estimation and constantly hitting their servers as well. Like Mutiny Wallet's entire backend is, is just, (laughs) they don't run a, they don't run a full Bitcoin node, they just hit mempool. (laughs) So, yeah, there's some color.
0: Yeah, it's better than it used to be. You know, people used to have uh, blockchain.info as their backend.
3: (laughs) But I will say in a private chat, with uh, Milan VK, I said when Primal started going under DDoS, I said you should reach out to Wiz. Mempool's a fortress, and then a day later they got DDoS. So it's, it was it was kind of a funny turn of events.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is sort of like a, a like a real world cost problem, right? Like it's like how much credit card do you have for bandwidth, and to to have like a uh, uh, front end servers that just take on the pounding and load balance between a bunch of them. It's not, especially the peak. It's very, it's very difficult to to handle it. Anyways, yeah, it's good. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a feature of being successful as a product or as a, as a service or a new technology. You know, like it's a, it's a good thing.
3: All these major public relays are going to get like DDoS like crazy once Nostr gets any kind of real adoption, right? Yeah. Well, I
0: know. I mean, you could make it so that the first session requires a signature from known subscribers, for example, anybody up to, you know, 10 hours ago, if they can sign with their key, they can access the relay, for example. there There is ways, clever ways of, of handling this. All quick and dirty kind of thing, right? Like, un- until we have like better proof of work on, on browsers and things. That's what the Cloud Fire project was about. Anyways.
2: I mean, the, the thing the thing with Nostar is if we do things right, if we don't put just everything in the same relay or in the same three top relays, uh, then we have Horizontal sharding, just just by the nature of the protocol. So what do you those right? If you have 5,000 relays uh, that carry a lot of traffic, uh, a lot of the nodes, what are you going to attack? Whereas if you have one relay or two relays, yeah, just go for those.
0: Yeah. All right. A uh, four-year campaign backdoored iPhone using possibly the most advanced exploit ever. That was pretty cool. It, it was a, a fantastical type of exploit. There w- It was on the on, on TrueType, right? Or, or some other
3: font system,
0: how they loaded some of the exploits. I can't remember now. I
3: looked at this about a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. And it was specifically against the Russian government.
0: <coughs> but attacker iMessage account, PDF file, TrueType. Yeah, it was on TrueType font exploit. And then, like, it, it just goes in and in and in and in, like... It, the amount of layers on this was was amazing but like remember right this is one good one that they just let the world know about these guys have like many of these
3: no 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 they didn't let the like the russians released it kaspersky released it no
0: no but it's because it was he was used right like all these attacks
3: against them
0: yeah yeah but all these attacks Are only known like we have many of these right yeah yeah. these guys have like a box inside a box inside a box in a safe inside the nsa whatever right like
3: but this was the nsa attacking the russians the russians finding out four years later realizing it had to do with undisclosed things that apple never disclosed yes and then they released it to the world after they discovered it that's right yeah
0: and i mean that's assuming that apple knows right like you know, they, they, it's not in their interest to have shit like this running wild because then Taylor Swift nudes appear on the internet, right? Like seriously, like, you know, first is the spook on the spook. And then like all the other guys go and like use the same exploit versus celebrities, right? Like <laughs> this is a known pattern. So yeah, guys, you know, phones are not a good place to keep Bitcoin. That, that is how you should look at this. General purpose computers, be careful. You know, like there's just too much complexity, right? Hardware wallets don't have true type fonts. <laughs> they don't even have fonts. You know, we just have a sprite of of uh of, of, of pictures that look like fonts. You know, that's why it's so it's so scary to see people using you know ESP32 and Raspberry Pis you know as like hardware wallets because it has all this complexity in it, even though it looks like a hardware wallet, right? Uh, it's a it's almost like a full computer in there. So so please, like, be careful.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, what is also interesting in here is that there's a lot of browser-based technology that they use, a lot of JavaScript uh, that was used, Safari is in there. So browsers, again, um, tend to be security holes because they just have so much complexity in them. It's just really hard to stay on top of all of that stuff, and JavaScript itself is just hor- horrible, so, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Think about it this way, right? Like the browser is essentially remote code execution on your computer. Exactly. It's scary as fuck. And they just keep on giving it more power. Like more, more. It's 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 pretty it's pretty scary. Um so, anyways, watch out. You know, and again, like I guess through spooks, I mean you literally have no chance. You know, I don't know if you ever used Apple has this feature that their support people can remote access your computer without you essentially doing anything, but essentially like giving them permission to, to help grandma. Really. Right. Like, so like, you know, Windows is the same, right? Like, I mean, and, you know, like if you think your your Linux flavor of of spaghetti code is any different, like, I mean, you're really deluding yourself. You know, there's a lot in this stacks. It's like, I mean, would you say nowadays an OS with all the software is like billions of lines of code? Like, I mean, it, it's a lot of code in there and and it's impossible to, to keep track of all this stuff. That's why, like, when people design more secure systems using general purpose computers, right, they end up having this very tiny, very well curated versions of Linux or ideally FreeBSD. Where essentially, like, it doesn't even come with keyboard drivers. <laughs> you know, like, it's
3: it's really keeping it tight. If you're running Linux, install Open Snitch. And if you're running uh, Mac, install Linux, Little Snitch. And just see how many, just, just, it'll show you exactly what your computer's hitting. It's insane. And it's it'll blow your fucking mind.
0: And, and, like, every fucking app in your computer now sends all the, like, all the analytics of everything you do to them and and this and as we saw we ledger right like i mean you could even have bugs right and it starts sending the files <laughs> you, you know like you don't know what the shit is sending or or, or activate the pilas as a service <laughs> that's right <laughs> right like it's backdoor as a service now it, it it's it's really scary I, I mean like craig i i don't even know what it is now to like run a a wallet on a when a general purpose like when i was doing that kind of stuff it was like long ago <laughs> what is like to to like you know have to care about some of the general purpose computer problems and sort of try to keep your little container as as like as tight as possible
1: yeah i mean you, you you generally just want to keep everything encrypted as much as it can be so even if you have stuff in ram keep it encrypted in ram until you need it and then just unencrypt into like a local variable and then use it and then discard right so you just use the kind of features to kind of you, you obviously will try and clear that byte array or whatever it is, and then discard that information. So that's what you do. That's why whenever you're in Sparrow and it asks you for the password to sign or whatever, what it's actually doing there is decrypting using that password in order to get the information to sign the transaction. And all of that stuff is just done in sort of local variables. There's no kind of globals there. And then it will just discard or it will, it will overwrite that stuff and then throw it away. So that's the idea. It's obviously not perfect because if you have something watching, you can, you know, there is a certain level at which you can always get it. But the reality is that if you have somebody with root access, they can always, given enough of time, get to that. Right. That's just the hard truth of it.
0: I mean, they are watching RAM, right? Or they
3: could have a key logger. To do any computation, you need to decrypt, and if it's decrypt, yeah, they could have a key logger on the password. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. But but even but it's like it's worse in there, right, Matt? Because like. Anything you're doing computing with, right? We don't have homomorphic encryption yet, right? So, like, essentially anything that is being computed, right? Like, when you're multiplying a key or doing whatever you're doing, like, that is now decrypted in RAM. And and if your OS doesn't segregate that right, or, or even if an app has, like, you know, root access, it can read their RAM, right, at all times. Right. So it's just watching for anything that looks like that, and like, boom, sent to the cloud.
3: <laughs> I mean, the cool... The cool thing about Sparrow is it's really easy to use with hardware wallets Yes, it's really easy to use with multi-sig, but I'm curious, Craig, do you get like a lot of report do you get a decent amount of reports of people's hot wallets getting uh swept like them having a vulnerability on their computer and and the hot wallet portion of Sparrow gets compromised?
1: No actually, you know that that's the uh, the strange thing you you would expect expect that, but I think the reality is we are probably just too early. There's just not enough enough focus from the attacker side on different hot wallets like sparrows hot wallet uh, i think we'll get there i don't think we're there today i get basically zero reports i'm honestly and plenty of people store way too much money maybe according to me in those hot wallets
3: i got one this week oh yeah Yes, and we can sync we can sync after maybe he maybe he fucked something up, but he was running a Windows computer, and I just told him to disconnect it from the internet. <laughs> it was his it was his whirlpool wallet, so it was a hot wallet, but we can sync afterwards, sure, it was the first one I had ever heard of, so there's two things that are interesting on this. It's like
0: one is I don't think most users would even know that that's why it happened, right? They would just think that you know they did something else and and it was the fault of something else. the other thing is. I, I bet a lot of your users are Macs, And for for all the faults that Apple has, uh, one, like some of their, their features are, they do a very decent job to the extent of possible, the extent of not against spooks and shit like that, right? To essentially uh, apps are fairly well sort of like segregated, right? Very well jailed I- inside their own container. That's why like a lot of times now when you run, uh, with Mac, especially in lockdown mode, <laughs> the computer is asking you to do permissions for fucking everything. You're just like, please stop! But that's that's the apps want permission for everything. One real cool thing is clipboard, right? A lot of people have their fancy password manager, right, on on their you know super duper shadowy coder on the terminal, and then they copy and paste <laughs> the password from there to paste it in the window, and money gone, <laughs> right? Like. So like the the, the clipboard,' it's, it's incredible it's unencrypted. But by default, right? because and Apple changed it like sufficiently, right uh, to, to help some of that. But again, if you gave permission to your, I don't know, like your your camera driver or a printer driver, like all the printer drivers need root access to do everything, right? <laughs> Have you ever installed a printer like like that needed software? Like it's, it's insane. Like just run this script. That, like, some guy in India wrote, like, like on sudo, <laughs> right? Like And give access to the internet, too. So it's pretty scary that way. But I, I think, like, there is enough, like, issues now in lawsuits and, like, people losing other issues and, you know, celebrities losing their dick pics and things. That, like, the systems are improving at least against the script kitty level attacker or just, like, a, a bit above that. Like systems are a lot more hardened now, except for Windows, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, general purpose computers, not for keys.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the the best advice you can give anyone the sim- simplest advice is just don't use Windows, right? That is just the best advice. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> flat out, like that is 100 percent improvement right there. <laughs> it's really, it's really just horrible from so many points of view. But security is definitely one of the top ones, and uh, that's like number one. Just, just try, like, just you know, get yourself a simple Dell machine. Like, doesn't have to be expensive. Install Ubuntu or some Linux on it use that. Don't use your day-to-day work machine, which you can install all kinds of other crazy stuff on. Maybe you're forced to buy your work or whatever. Just keep your Linux laptop aside. Don't install stuff on it. And your hot wallet will probably be absolutely fine. No worries at all. To be fair to the freak,
3: like he wrote me like five paragraphs explaining what happened, and the first two sentences were: "Yes, Matt, I didn't use a dedicated computer, and yes, Matt, I was using Windows. I will change that going forward." Like that was that was his <laughs> how he's how he set it up when he when he told me.
0: You know, this this rabbit hole goes deep, right? Because you know, as attention and and there is money to be taken right from Bitcoiners increases you know, like, people put effort into it, right? And, and like, devices have bugs, right? Like, we don't, I, like, you know, the malicious conversation from maintainers is such a fucking waste of time because, like, it really is just bugs, right? Like, bugs happen. And, you know, like, if you're using, like, if your ass has a bug on something and, and like, somebody has a very retarded, simple exploit on their browser, they can probably already steal your, whatever's in your RAM, right? Like, and then from there, like, you know, if you use using hardware wallets, don't plug them in because they could have a bug, right? Like, and, and if they're not connected, I mean, like, the chances of, like, the key leaving the thing and going to the internet much lower, right? Like, it's just the computer that you do for Bitcoin is not connected to the internet, right? Like, just removing the wires, <laughs> you know, like, it's like million X improvement in security, right? Like, because now somebody has to physically come and take it from you. Right or have some like insane exploit to t- in order to jump that barrier, and and you know and it doesn't cost anything, <laughs> or if it does, you know it's just a few you know a couple hundred bucks and you have solutions, right? So so anyways, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think what what's cool about the um that exploit that that came out with the true type thing, uh, it, it shows you how all the different type of bugs and how they can go from back one to back two and exploit and exploit and exploit and exploit and even though you might feel like the secrets or whatever you're keeping is very hard you can jump through systems right like you
0: can yep. jump from exploiting one thing to exploiting the next one all the way to whatever you want to get I mean these are connected right so because you have synchrony in the attack right like it's a lot easier to keep on testing your pen testing right like a- a- as you're getting in there, you keep on finding another hole, right? Because again, you're connected so you can keep on testing. It's, you know, like having that feedback is, you know, it's as everybody who has ever wrote code or built a system knows that, you know, if you have logs, (laughs) you can find the bug a lot easier than if you're fully blinded, right? Like uh, tossing code out there and like not knowing if it works or not, like, that's NASA shit, right? Like, let's just put our hover on the moon with 1960s code that still works, right? Like, it's a little harder. And the guy has a bug that killed it, right? Like, <laughs> no, like, anyway, that's that's how I feel like when we're building, like, secure systems and hardware wallets and things. Like, so what we're trying to do is, like, keeping shit as segregated as possible and as, as simple as possible. All right, next, vulnerability. Uh, critical vulnerability has been found in LN Bank plugin for BTC Pay. I th- th- was this was the second plugin issue for BTC Pay, I think, or first?
3: I I kind of lost. Track. No, no, for this specific plugin. So, LN Bank guys,
0: you know, it's like building like. Open source projects like this is a really tankless. Like having to review extensions and plugins is like a whole other level of nope.
3: Yeah, they don't review them. Like the BTC Peg core team does not review the plugins.
0: If I were them, I'd just remove the architecture of plugins and that's it. Fuck it.
3: Well, so they removed Allen Bank. Yeah, but it's gonna be found on something else again, right? Like it's well, I think specifically in terms of this plugin, this plugin is a custodial wallet plugin and it gave you the ability to have open registration. So you could have like a public facing Site that allowed people to create a custodial wallet, and of course, a malicious person can go and do that. So, I, I think first of all, the big lesson should be that you know, doing custodial wallets are are, are heavy liability, not just on the regulation side; uh, they're heavy liability because you're managing other people's money. Period. And then, second of all, if you're doing something public facing, it changes the whole the the whole threat model compared to something like a Uncle Jim model where it's for friends and family. Like if my if my nephew decides to like hit me with some vulnerability and drain the family's custodial wallet, like I will break his kneecaps at Christmas. You can't do that on a public facing website.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't want to like, like criticize because like, again, like this is an open source project right? like, it's a lot of work. You're not making money from this. You know, it's like running, like creating financial software that goes on server side and browsers with admins and consumers. It's like, Essentially hopeless in terms of like you know not having exploits happen because they will happen, right? Again, the money is hot on the internet, right? And it's not a secret thing, right? It has consumer-facing shit and it has like admin-facing shit. That's why like you know financial industry uses HSMs, right? Like hardware security modules, like a server kind of thing with secure enclaves and all that stuff, because you have to segregate the keys from the business logic, right? It, it's uh, it's hard. We do need this project. Like people need to keep on. I, I just I just hope that we can find the next level of segregation on keys versus uh, the servers because it's gonna keep on happening, right? Can can you connect uh, BTC Pay with uh, with CK Bunker? I, I think I made that request a few times, like like through DMs and things. I I don't. I it's not it's not integrated as far as I know. But but it should be. I, I think it would resolve a lot of their problems because <laughs> you can have velocity, right? Like, and you enact the
2: policies on the secure bunker, and you cannot get drained.
0: That's right. You know, maybe maybe it'll happen. You know, let them know. Yeah. All right. Next. All right. Software releases. It's nice to start that at like a 50 minutes in. <laughs> All right, uh, Electris version 0.10.2. Use batch RPC for fetch mempool entries, transactions, avoid recomputation of his-, his histogram bins, and a bunch of other updates. Any guys using Electris?
1: I do have to use it uh, just to test against it. It's definitely not my favorite Electrum server, but. It does have a niche. Uh, I will say that for like small wallets, which is probably most people's wallets, to be honest, it's okay. Yep, uh, and it is relatively small in terms of disk space. and index is pretty fast, so it definitely has a place. But yeah, if you're going to get to bigger wallets, you're definitely going to need something beefier like uh, Fulcrum or Electrum X. So,
0: so is Fulcrum now the the sort of like the go-to? Because Electrum X was it, right? Like it was like so it was so much better than Electrum server, then the selector server actually deprecated itself
1: yeah yeah no fulcrum is is incredibly fast i mean it is uh the guy who wrote it uh describes himself as a performance nazi <laughs> okay so that that kind of tells you all you need to know really he's a, not
0: a performative nazi thankfully he's
1: written it in like modern c plus plus so you can just imagine like this guy just uh you know he spares no 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 personal pain to <laughs> to get the fastest possible. Engine that you can get, and it is extremely fast.
0: Is he parting it to sea next? You know, like find the edge.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. But um, he is actually a a B-cash dude, and that kind of actually really explains many things. Because if you think about when they have these massive blocks and they were trying to prepare for that future, it kind of explains it. Um, the, that desire to go out there and create this thing. But anyway, he's written he's written this awesome piece of soft 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 software, and it's just really clearly filled a need because, um, you know, it was, I was kind of looking for something different, you know, about two years, years ago. And eventually somebody online just said, Hey, have you tried, tried this thing? And then I just did some tests where you can actually find the results up on sparrowwater.com. I just, it's just so much faster. So based on that, it's just become this kind of go-to for anyone running Whirlpool or whatever. You know, it's, uh, it's really just been um, clearly the winner
0: is uh, is electris the replacement for eps?
1: No, so eps is actually quite different. The EPS is basically using bitcoin core's wallet under the hood and then just providing this kind of electrum server api on top of it. So all that you can look at on that electrum server is your own wallet. Even though the electrum server protocol is meant to be this look up any yeah. any kind of kind of thing. You can only with eps do that. So you know, EPS is kind of this this idea, I and mean, then people have written similar things. I've actually written one myself, which is now integrated into Sparrow itself. So it's a nice way to put an Electrum server on top of Bitcoin Core, but that's about as far as it goes. Cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 funny, right? That the Electrum sort of standard of doing these things became somewhat the default for most of these things. Remember, was it Coinbase? That or or go that had like some interesting sort of other way of doing all the indexing. What was the name of that? But it required like some you know ten grand worth of like RAM per month kind of thing. Anyways, different era.
1: Yeah, I think what's what's interesting to see is that Block have used the Electron server protocol as well. You know, uh, and it was kind of interesting to see it make the jump from open source into, I don't know, a more sort of commercial world. Yeah,
0: it works. I mean, we use Electrum uh, server sort of client with connectrum I don't know if you ever looked at that. It's our uh, Python client for Electrum. <laughs> we made it so that our store functions that way, right? So our store uses the Electrum server with read-only keys to create invoices and check for payments.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a whole debate out there to suggest that Bitcoin Core should have built an address index server into Bitcoin Core. I mean, like, it it seems to me like it would have been a good call, at least just as an optional extra. I know why they haven't done it. They say it's too much work, it's too much maintenance. I know it will never happen. Very aware of that. But uh, I think that there's a strong argument to suggest it should have just been built in there from day one.
0: I No, I I agree. Yeah. Anyways, it's funny, though, when you get to about uh, 50k keys, like, things get dicey. <laughs> they can really get dicey. Time to create a new wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Next is Ocean Block Template Update. Available immediately. Ocean is offering block template policies, giving miners control over what blocks they choose. They have the Ocean recommended, I think, as not. They have Bitcoin Core with uh, odd disrespector on, and then they have the, the default core. Yeah, it's great. Uh, we need options, people should choose, and we need uh, Electrum V2. And different pricing tiers, too, on the uh, on the different pools. Yes. Oh, everybody's using Core. Stratum V2. Stratum V2, sorry. Yeah, Stratum V2. It's time, you know. All right, uh, LibSec 256k1 update, version 0.4.1. Uh, if you want to know more about this project, look up on our episode history. We did one with the maintainers. It was uh, quite quite a good episode, I-, I think. It's uh it's a very important library. It's the most important library in Bitcoin. <laughs> and it's also um I think probably one of the cryptographic libraries the most amount of eyes on the planet. If you you know, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Clearly nobody keeps an eye on open SSL. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um this release slightly increases the speed of ecdh ecdh operation and significantly enhances the performance many library functions using the default configuration on x8664 changed the point multiplication algorithm for ecdh operations module ecdh was replaced a slightly faster one <coughs> uh, option optional handwritten x86-64 assembly for field operation was removed because the modern C compiler are able to output more efficient assembly. And I, I think this was, they found 10% efficiency. And if I remember, it was something to do with addition. They, they found like some some significant improvements on that. Pretty cool. Uh, Craig, are you using Libsack on, on uh, Sparrow?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's in there. I do use it. It's great. You know, it's, 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 I I think the important thing is to make sure that whatever signatures you are creating with whatever library you have are exactly the same when they come out bite for bite. Yes. (laughs) As what lipstick is. And I know that that's what cold car does. And that's certainly what Sparrow does is that is the best way to know that there's no funny business going on, right? Is that, you know, bite for bite, the signatures are exactly the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, cause if you're running some weird version of it, right, like that has shenanigans or bugs or whatever, uh, the signatures won't match. Yeah. Right on 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 a on a standard release, right? Like, if you just get it yourself, repo build it, like it just won't match. It's impossible for us to put a backdoor on it and have them match, right? Yeah. And and you know they have the RFC for the for the random for the, the deterministic K value as well, so you know. XFIL is not possible if you if you can prove that you are using the, the the that RFC very important. It's uh yeah it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, uh, Wasabi Wallet buy anything button. Uh, that's like a little chat bot that I think they have there now for you to help you find uh, where to spend Sats. Nunchuck version one point nine point thirty eight support for recurring payments. Uh, that's cool. And add UX flow for properly reusing cold card or tap signer between wallets by suggesting to switch to a new account. That's that's nice too. So you can use the same key for a different wallet. Electrum version 4.5.0 in beta release candidate. New features send the change of your own chain transaction to a lightning channel using submarine swap. That's useful. Is there a lot of use for Electrum with Lightning? I'm not sure. I've never sort of seen or heard anyone using it with Lightning.
1: Well, I think that, therefore, the answer to that is no, but um, I don't really know either.
2: Yeah, I've never heard of anyone using that. Yeah, it's like,
0: it's one of those projects that, you know, been around forever, was the second sort of big wallet that came out after Bitcoin Core and uh, massive user base out there. But, like, I, you know, like, I... I don't follow the the issues anymore that much. It's just uh, too much shit happening in Bitcoin. All right. Blue wallet version 6.4.12. Run currency for widget. See currency when tap and hold balance to generate last mnemonic word. Smart vaults. Never heard of this one. Uh, version 0.4.0 custom policy path added support for UTXO address labeling. And a bunch of other things. You guys know about this project? Nope. No, never heard of it. So, folks, uh, find people who know the project before you deposit. <laughs> 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 Nothing against this. This could be amazing. Love you guys for building it. Absolutely no idea. Just general advice. If a project has not been in the market for at least a couple of years, don't deposit money. What was the name of this project? Smart Vaults. It's smartvaults.io. Yeah. So, smart, it's a good domain. Smart Vaults is a Bitcoin multi custody protocol for spending policies and proposal execution. Smart Vaults uses Nostra for discovering signers, saving policies, and PSP. That's really cool. You know, th- there is a little trend going on again of trying to create like good multi sig coordinating wallets, right? Not just the wallet, but also coordination of, of signing transactions. Craig, uh, my my ultimate dream for Sparrow is a little chat window, you know, where you have you know Soviet era chat window, right? Like we're not talking about emojis here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just that like you can add either the PGP key or like there is some pipe, right? Like and some encrypted e- encryption using the the local mnemonic probably. It's a like maybe bit message kind of thing, right? So and 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 so that it can coordinate from the actual signer, right? Like you go there and well, the client signer saying, hey, uh, you know, can you sign this? It's me. I have access to the keys, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if can read this message, it's me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, the, the the question is whether people would use that or whether they just use whatever messaging client they already have, right? That's the thing. You don't, you don't want to kind of pre-create stuff which always expands the attack service and then... You know, people just don't even use it. Oh, there's that thing? Really?
0: You know, but just just sending, just being able to send the PSBT encrypted to the other party within the wallet will be huge. Because you always want to do out-of-channel confirmation, right? Like call, whatever. But like being able to send that file that's super sensitive privacy-wise to them encrypted within the wallet will be huge.
1: Sure, sure. I get that.
0: You know, like, cause I don't trust iMessage, I don't trust Signal, I don't trust fucking anything for comms anymore, right? Because I don't trust the phone. I don't trust the computer. <laughs> so, like, you know, on the computer, I just want to have a call or the phone, right? Like, I don't want to send Bitcoin material over it.
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I think there is definitely a strong use case there. So, two weeks? <laughs> two weeks, mate. Two weeks. <laughs>
0: I think
2: this uh, this smart Bolts project used to be called Coinster, which is how I knew about it. Okay, and they must have rebranded.
3: Okay, much better name.
0: You know, way way back in the day, there was this project called Fuck. They got bought by BitPay. It was uh, it was a, a, a like a JavaScript wallet on as like a native app on on iOS and Android. Copay, Copay, yeah. The uh, UX was just what we need today. <laughs> It was just right, but it wouldn't work with over, like, a thousand UTXOs. It's, like, dead. <laughs> JavaScript breaks.
3: <laughs> it was way ahead of its time, though, in, in concept. Yes. It was also before PSBTs were a thing.
0: Yes, that's right. All right. Peach 0.4 introduced uh, introduce instant trade feature, streamline creation process, see the visibility of trade partners, a bunch of other stuff. Hodo Hodo. Upgraded rating and review system. Satoshi GPT is just sort of like an AI model that has a bunch of Bitcoin knowledge in it. Blockstream Green, version 4.0.22. Open all external links using web view in the app. I don't understand why you'd have web links on a wallet. Update Breeze SDK, improve Bluetooth scanner, show login. View at launch. When PSBT guys? When PSBT? Two weeks. Two weeks. Trezor version twenty three point twelve point three address can now be displayed in spaced format, presenting user with uh, chunks of four. German and Spanish added. Cool.
2: The there's, Satoshi there's GPT thing is uh is a Svetsky's, uh thing. It's the uh, Spirits of Satoshi thing, but now in on Open AI. Yeah.
0: It's uh he's going to be on Shark Tank again for that one. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Swetsky on on, on uh, Shark Tank, man, it is the most absolute amazing thing on earth. Like every time I need a little pick me up, I go and I watch it like it is. And I've watched in groups. I've watched. In, it's just so good. Swetsky is a fucking hero. He's a fucking hero for doing that, man. Like the, the balls time. on that man are made of steel.
2: The first time you went to, you went to three times in a row. Yes. It's <laughs> just so fun.
0: It's just too good, man. Like I I appreciate like people that can just like, it, like handle that kind of, of suffering with like a straight face. Craig, since we have you here, I know you don't have an update today, but do, do you want to talk about your next update Uh, since you're here?
1: Yeah. So it's, um, com is a Bitcoin related test, um, set up by a mate of mine. Um, and the idea behind it really is that you can take a test to test your knowledge in Bitcoiner. Um, and at the end of it, uh, you can basically be, you know, get a certain score, right? And the higher your score obviously indicates the better you sort of understand. And the sort of idea behind this is that you can, effectively prove that you, you know, if say, let's say you are looking for a job in the Bitcoin ecosystem and the company wants to know, well, does this guy actually know what they're talking about or not? This is a test. You can say, well, I did this test and here's my score. So we don't really have much like this in the world. You know, how do, how do we kind of qualify people? So the idea is just to, to have a, some kind of a system in place which allows people to rate themselves and to kind of get that score. So if you're interested, go and check out Bitcoin and test..com and take a test. And yeah, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, you get paid a little bit of Bitcoin, um, but I'm um, gonna have to check up on that. But yeah, that's- uh, Cool. It's cool. No, it's
3: the opposite. You pay Bitcoin to take the test.
1: Okay, thank you, Matt.
3: That's
0: very cool, Craig. And uh, And for Sparrow, do you have uh, uh, the updates that are coming on the next release? Anything interesting that you want to mention, or you want to just come for another two hours of pain when it comes out?
1: Well, look, I, I don't know if it's coming in the next release, but we are definitely. I'm going to be working on decentralized whirlpools soon, so that is, I think, coming uh, coming up soon. That's all I can say. That's cool.
0: And would that be uh, same model where like somebody takes the fees? Where, where do the fees go?
1: So it's still a central pool, Um, and when you send the setup transaction, the kind of premixed TX0, that'll be the standard way that you do do it now. So the fees don't actually change, but the idea is that you have an architecture which is much more difficult to shut down. You don't have a centralized coordinator like you do today, you have a whole bunch of them and they can kind of take over from what I understand from each other. And they're all talking to each other via this Soroban network layer security product protocol, which we already use for the kind of Stonewall twos and all of that kind of thing. So it's built on that layer and you can you basically have a bunch of people. I think it's going to be in the sort of Ronin dojo world as well. I actually, I'm, I'm not fully aware of all of the finer details at this stage, but the idea is to get to a point where you can't have the Liz Warrens of the world point to a single IP address and say, "Hey, that's got to go." You know, you just can't do that anymore. So, it's coming soon. I know that they've been working on it. The some some Samurai team have been working on it for quite a long time time now. Uh, so, I think it's finally getting close.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the dream is for these things to be fully, fully, fully decentralized and have no uh, no points of capture economically or technically, right? That That is the goal. All right. Next, now we're moving to project spotlights. The Bitcoiner test. Yeah, I mean, you talked about that one. Bitcoin freelancer, find freelancers that accept Bitcoin. Essentially anyone. <laughs> okay. All right, top builders. That's Pablo related. It's like Top Chef, <laughs> but for builders without the money or the glory or the TV in Madeira. <laughs> Pablo, do you want to talk about Top Builders? I'm guessing you mean Sovereign Engineering. Uh-
3: <laughs> no, he's confused because Top Builders pleb is Pleb Lab's thing. Oh, shit. Okay. And uh, Sovereign Engineering is Pablo's thing.
0: There you go. Talk about yours, Pablo.
2: All right, let's do it. Yeah, we're starting the program in a a few days, actually, on the uh, January 8th. 21 people, originally 21 people, one of them fell through. So 20 people totally totally ruined our our meme. Next time, we'll do 22, (laughs) just to be safe. (laughs) Yeah, and a a, a bunch of really, really cool people. I'm super excited about it. Uh, A bunch of really cool people are coming. People that are builders, that have proven themselves to build stuff just coming to build stuff together. Uh, so we're going to be sharing a beautiful co-working space here in Madeira, uh, just for us, basically, and just working together. The idea is to do a few days of setting the frame on just exploring what's possible because of Noster, because of Bitcoin, because of Lightning. Or rather than what's possible, what new pieces might be possible and how you could you fit those pieces together to create something that was impossible before? So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. Gigi and, uh, and I are, are, are running it. And a bunch of people are already here in Madeira and a bunch more people to, to come in the next few days. So, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. We're going to be running another, another cohort in May. I think it's a day with same thing. 21 people, same, same premise. Uh, we'll, we might pick up a, a few uh, lessons here and there, but the, uh, the idea remains the same to explore building the stuff that is not obvious to build.
0: Cool. Rhino Bitcoin app, a comprehensive financial app, allows you to manage Bitcoin transactions, pay bills, borrow money, and invest in retirement accounts. Okay. Orange clock, an open source Bitcoin timepiece for everyone. This one is really cool. It's like a it's like a plastic enclosure, single LED uh ink display, little device that shows block data. You know, kind of like similar to Block Clock Micro, but like you know, its own sort of look, its own sort of data, its own everything. It's very cool. It's nice to see people build things that are different, unlike that uh, that uh, Block Clock uh, uh, clone that looks like ass. And next is uh, economically unspendable Bitcoin ETXO calculator. Don't don't go to this calculator. It's gonna make you sad. <laughs> you put some of your dust there. It's really brutal. <laughs> the other day. I had to spend this was a, a business transaction. I think I had to spend like almost three grand to send 40 grand. Uh, it, was, it was just and it had to happen in a specific time frame. Boy, that was painful to see. Yeah, so uh, manage your UTXOs accordingly. Did you send it work Christmas? I, I, don't, I, I don't want to dox the
3: transaction, right, but
0: okay, because I remember you saying, we feel that within, within the time frame.
3: I laughed at the post. He had a post that he was like, "Oh, I, I consolidated in a low fee environment of seventy sats per byte." <laughs> yes.
0: That that was that was a different transaction. There was one that was way worse than that. It was it was pretty brutal.
3: You know when people are calling uh, a a low fee period of seventy sats per byte that that you were right about your mempool's call.
0: Yeah, it's brutal, um, and it's only going to get worse. I mean that that's that's Bitcoin. Right, like I mean, people should accept that that's Bitcoin. Bitcoin's success means you're gonna have to pay a lot to transact it. You know, I really, really think state chains can can do a lot on this. We we just we just trade the private keys and we don't make transactions. It's like it's like a open diamond Sat's card, but on the on on digitally, right?
2: A, a couple of weeks ago, I I split a UTXO into like six different Sat's cards with like two hundred fifty thousand Sat's each. And I'm pretty sure those are gonna be useless very soon. <laughs> but I'm going I'm going down with the sheep though.
0: <laughs> you know no, no, but here's the thing right like coin days destroyed helps, okay when they're building templates, they do include all their transactions with priority. So so that does help on your, on your, on the fee calculation. So you know just wait. plus those sets will be worth a lot more later you, you know
3: yeah people, people fuck up too because they think of they think of fees in dollar terms that's right but they're always in sats terms
0: yep so so yeah Craig do do you have any features that like help people we'll call it we used to call it defrag they're like just just help them rebundle the UTXOs in a a more sane way based on on some you know more like fuzzy sort of wishy-washy heuristic on like what is a small UTXO and you know that kind of stuff
1: Yeah, I mean, not directly, you know, I often, you know, see people online saying they use Sparrow and it was easy to consolidate UTXOs. But, you know, what Sparrow does is when you spend, it basically tries to not create small change output. So it's going to go for a minimum 100K change output and it's not going to just not going to create one smaller than that. It would rather pay a higher fee. So, you know, it's it's that that figure in that particular setting will probably have to change with time, but I think it's still good enough now. It's actually borrowed from, or copied from Bitcoin Core code, which I think was 10x that. You know, Bitcoin Core, I don't know if it's changed now, but it was creating even bigger change outputs. I found at the time that they were, because it, it obviously then hurts your privacy by you know, taking a lot more UTXOs and putting them into one transaction. So there's, there's always a balance to be struck, right? It's like uh, currently everyone's proud of how they are, you know, gathering their UTXOs together into one and, you know, able to survive the future fee storm. But obviously there's a big downside to that as well. So it's it's, it's, not, it's just not a simple thing. There are no clear answers. Um, and ultimately, you know, you just have to manage your UTXO as well. That is, that is the only answer.
0: It does have a bit of a double-knife set problem, right? Like you can't, like, you know, you just don't know the size of the bag and, and how big the bag is going to be. It, it really is. I really think that this cycle is the one that we change the fee size, sorry, that the spam size limit, like the Encore, because, you know, that spam is going to be worth a lot of money. The dust limit. Yeah, the dust limit. Thank you. It's going to be worth a lot of money. And, and they're going to have to increase that because we're going to have to send smaller Satoshis, sorry, smaller UTXOs out.
3: If, if, if privacy is your focus, there's a natural fucked up incentive on, on Bitcoin that, uh, that the main way fees are calculated on chain, fees are not calculated by the amount you send, it's the data you send, and the, the main variable that changes that is how many UTXOs are on the input side. So the cheapest way to use Bitcoin is, is to just keep all your Bitcoin in a single UTXO, one massive omnibus UTXO, and just split off from it and pay every time you pay. And that is the absolutely worst way to use it privately. So most people need to find some kind of balance in the middle. And unfortunately, there's no clear answer there. It's, it's The answer is personal responsibility, which most people don't like that answer. But hopefully, we will also see better tools come out that make it easier to use Bitcoin in a more efficient way without hurting your privacy. Things like Fediment, I'm very excited about. They obviously have some custodial trade-offs there. But you can see a situation where you consolidate in, in a feddament or something like that, and then you you come out the other side to to do some better UTXO management. Iron sharpens iron. Like we're not going to see these tools improve unless fees are up. That's just
1: the reality of the situation. Yeah, I mean, one approach that I think can work is like that. That sort of I'll call it the sort of peel chain approach, where you have the one large UTXO and you just peel small bits off of it as you go. That can work if you have one UTXO for one supplier. So let's say, you know, you've got one for bit refill and you just got one large UTXO. Now you really dox the fact that you own that if you have like an account with them. You can just keep on using the kind of peel chain approach with that one UTXO to, uh, you know, kind of refill your account count there. That I think can can work in a way that's relatively fee efficient and not too privacy harming as well.
3: Well, you do have the situation. I mean, so NVK is 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 teaching his AI the the entire blockchain. Like you have the issue in that situation where the bit free, bit refill address, your deposit bit refill deposit addresses are linked to Bit Refill. So then someone on chain can get more information. It's it's not you're not just leaking information to Bit Refill in that situation. It's, it's I mean, it's annoying in the amount of nuance and variables there are in this type of stuff, right? That's what makes it so hard to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, right? Like, I mean, if UXT was open source, I mean, we could go, just kidding. <laughs> uh,
3: the point is, regardless of specific projects, the point is, is all this information is out there forever. It's going to outlast all of us, right? Yes. And so the the number one way I've heard of this is actually in the opposite way, right? So there's certain services that allow you to do auto-withdrawal to a reused address. A lot of mining pools do it. Some, some of these, you know quote-unquote stacking services where it's just like buy Bitcoin, automatically send it to to your wallet. And they reuse the same address, right? And so then people go, oh, but like Matt, it's not a privacy issue because Swan already knows that address. I'm already leaking that information to Swan. It's like, yeah, but also on chain, people are seeing that every week a certain amount goes to this from a known Swan wallet Right, And they know that, okay, that person's a stacker on Swan and this is how much they've stacked. And then they can make further calculations based off of that.
0: I mean, like, you know, it, it's nearly impossible to anonymize like the, the de-anonymizing services, right? Like, so essentially like Swan and all these things, they have large user bases. They, they, they have to run chain analysis, right? And one way or another, it's either them or the people that they are sending the coins to. So like from there on is a problem, right? Now, if you're using services and 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 like that that don't do this level of thing or have smaller user bases, you do have a little bit of an advantage. But at the end of the day, I mean, all the low hanging fruit is gonna be found out. Period. Like, you know, very hard to deal with that. Now, you know, as as the mixing tools improve, you know, there is a path forward. I'm hopeful. I just, I just feel like, you know. We have too many problems we're trying to solve with Bitcoin and, and we're winning at them. But like it comes with pain, right? we trying to say, you know, and central banking. It's kind of a, a little problem out there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you have like, you know, store of value outside of that too, right? Versus other shit. And then you have like uncensorable transactions, right? Like another small little problem. <laughs> and then you have the privacy stuff too, right? Like it's like... It takes time, right? Like, and it's only 15 years old. Today's Bitcoin's birthday again, right? So, you know, it's like, it's pretty optimistic that we got this far in only 15 years. You know, it's just patience and and help or shut up, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, anyways.
2: And I think also, if you put it in perspective... People fuck up their privacy in like a million different ways, right? The people that are, that want to be careful with their with their coin, they are probably aware of how transparent all this stuff is and that MBK is building uh, chain analysis and GPT as well.
0: <laughs> no, I am not. By the way, let me just put that out there because I know that like the drama machine is going to start. No, all I want to do is feed LLM all block data because. Other people are going to be doing that anyways or they're doing that anyways. And you know what, like if I can do analysis on my own transactions, find better construction of UTXOs or whatever the fuck it is, like if it's going to happen anyways, might as well fucking do it in the open. Right. I have zero interest in building a chain analytics company. Zero interest. There is enough of that shit already happening in the world and they can all go fuck themselves anyways.
2: And I, I it's fucking voodoo, right? Like, all, all, all the fucking bullshit, like, all the extrapolation of extrapolation of extrapolation is complete voodoo. Like, there is no hard science there. It's voodoo.
0: Yes, I know. It's, yeah, it, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, what are you going to do? Fuck them all.
3: I mean, it's 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 probability analysis is is at its core is is what tracking Bitcoin. But what's LLMs is what tracking Bitcoin transactions? They're bullshit machine. No, but my point is <laughs> my point is is it's probability analysis. Yes, and the 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 chain the chain surveillance companies that are valued at billions of dollars overstate their their probability certainty, and you know Bitcoin influencers understate it. And that's, that's the reality of the current situation we're in. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I think the market is going to resolve some of these problems, right? Because these companies are going to get sued or participate in lawsuits where like the evidence is completely demolished. And that's it, right? I mean, like they, they're going to have to not be as accepted.
3: Yeah, the lawyers that are uh, defending Roman in the Bitcoin Fog case made an interesting point that was, you know, way ahead of my time. Which is that there was all these like quasi sciences that were trying they they tried to be admissible in court like palm prints and yep. like hair fall like there was all these different ridiculous CSI type things
0: DNA shit is barely acceptable in court
3: yeah but a lot of them got thrown out yeah, yeah. DNA hasn't you know but there was a bunch of them that got thrown out
0: in some cases I think it is there is different kinds and and sort of different ways but like there is a lot more nuance right like remember. The way the media reports on the law, like my lawyer wife is often sort of like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Just tell your Twitter friends to shut the fuck up because you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> like, this is not how it works. It's kind of like how devs sort of like feel when people are talking about like technical things. It's just like, what just you say? You know, the lawyers feel the same way when they see like people reporting on the law things in 280 characters. <laughs> Anyways, yes, the, you know, things take time. All right, software. Oh, and by the way, the best privacy on Bitcoin is to just not spam. <laughs> you don't spam. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's it's very good that way. All right, uh, Lightning and L2. Uh, you skipped Lone Shark. Sorry? Oh, I skipped Lone Shark. You skipped Lone Shark, yeah. Fully collateralized Bitcoin-only loans without custodian, escrow, or margin calls. That's a great name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no idea about this project. I like the name. It's
2: uh, testnet. Okay. It's uh, a Nuster thing. Okay, so how is this
0: not collateralized? How does this work?
3: I have no idea. Okay. Wait, It's uh, it's... It's it's just for degens is is what it's designed to do so you can <laughs> you can essentially go long or short on Bitcoin everything's settled in Bitcoin right so you're you're taking out a a over collateralized Bitcoin denominated loan and you're receiving the proceeds in Bitcoin you're you're getting less it's purely for like permissionless degen trading of Bitcoin yep
0: what are you gonna do. Have fun losing money. Lightning plus L2. Okay, so Albi version 3.6.0. Noster Wallet Connector added. uh, Allowance warning. Payment summary styles fixed. uh, And a bunch of other updates. I mean, Albi is kind of killing it as uh, one of the custodial sort of lightning solutions out there and browser plugins. It's a lot of use. It always works. I've used it. But, well, you know, no KYC uh no KYC lightning custodial. It's a ticking time bomb.
2: Yeah, they sent a bunch of emails like a week or two weeks ago asking people with uh, some
0: amount of sats on their custody wanted to please take it out. <laughs> That's fair. I mean I, I do think that we're gonna end up finding some legal precedents where like certain amounts of, of uh of Bitcoin in, in custody are are probably like, you know, like below the threshold of of reality and and sort of some legal requirements. Of course, New York people are never going to be able to do that. But but aside from New York and North Korea, I I think the world is going to find a balance, right? Because this is unenforceable. Right? Like I mean, sure they can go try to go after Boomi right now, right? On on Albi, but like there could be like 100,000 services with enough customers in the world, Wakamo game, like it's so hopeless for regulators. So they go after you when you're
3: they go after you when you're successful. Exactly, so that's what happened a while in Satoshi, right? It's like they yeah were ignored until they weren't ignored anymore, and then they got the shit scared out of them, yep, and they're going to continue to get the shit scared out of them as this escalates because what the the long arm of and I do not agree with it, the long arm of of u s financial regulators is essentially that if you don't kyc people. There's no way to tell if they're if they're from New York or North Korea. You have to KYC your entire user base just to make sure those people aren't part of it. Yep, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's the reality.
0: Uh, in, you know, it's funny. Like I feel like in the EU, the politicians and the and the and the bad guys are a little bit more connected and intertwined. So they 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 don't like as much to to do some of this stuff. So they can go and have their you know be a politician in Europe and then go to their yacht in like you know uh, Greece kind of thing. But then, but then the U.S. kind of goes and puts the dick on the table and says, no, nope. <laughs> you don't get to do that. Or at least your people don't get to do that. You can do that. Yeah, it's going to get weird and interesting. The, the Wacomole game is, is just going to get too, too much. Like they're going to have to find a, a path where, you know, for a certain amount, they don't bother people anymore.
2: Yeah, I I, added, I don't know if we have it on the release uh, on the on the page with the releases but uh, I released insect bunker which allows anyone to deploy an insect bunker and I connected connected insect bunker so that it creates a Lightning wallet and it creates a sapping address for that new user so anyone can become a provider of wallets and an Epo 5 noster address so in a way you could onboard into noster and instead of having a bunch of like hundreds of thousands of people using it albi there could be 1,000 users using this guy's umbrella, and 1,000 other users using these other, like, the idea is to go for an Uncle Jim onboarding model instead of having one huge GetAlbi with a big, massive wallet.
0: You know, I, I, I am a believer that, like, who, whoever can't do the stuff themselves are just going to use a professional, between quotes, solution that is Custodio. Like, it, it's, the, the Uncle Jim model works for knowledge more than i think works for for uh, actual custody you know maybe maybe family yeah i don't know
3: we'll see i hope it works i mean i think federman solves a lot of those problems in terms of the uncle jim custodial model because you have privacy and then also you're you don't have a single key
0: plus i mean those sats are not going to be spendable at some point either if, if they're sats, yeah. if they're fediment
3: mint uh, tokens, well, that poor Uncle Jim, that poor Uncle Jim's got to manage all the UTXOs of the family. That's right,
0: and then everybody's gonna ask, are you taking thirty percent of fees out of all this shit?
3: <laughs> Pablo, does your and I hope I get does your uh, your solution have NIP fifty seven support? NIP forty seven? You mean after Wallet Connect? No, the one that shows the Zaps. Is that NIP57?
2: Oh, NIP57. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you create a new account and you immediately can get zapped.
3: Because the social signal is really important. Like, if you have fundamental, the, the people that are <laughs> using Lightning addresses on Nostr and don't have, I believe it's NIP57 support. Like, it doesn't show when I zap them. So I, I don't get my little profile photo with like my social signal of how much sats I sent them. And they get less sats as a result, I think. <laughs> So it's important. You you want a refund afterwards? Yeah, I yeah. It's, you feel like you're rugged? You're like, you like you you send someone a million sats, you can't even you can't even get the humble brag about it. You know? that's right.
2: Maybe they they don't even realize. Right, they don't even they can't even tell.
3: Well, when I do it, I always text them afterwards and be like, "Yo, I didn't get my social signal. You're not getting any more zaps until you figure it out." <laughs>
0: you gotta train them right. <laughs> All right, Fountain version one point zero, a new player. They redesigned the app. There's a bunch of stuff that happened there. It's very cool. It's still the the best uh, of the Pod 2.0 apps. By the way, it's probably just my show, but uh, the momentum on Zap uh, streaming sats and all that stuff has like greatly decreased. I I think it's a it's a product of uh, number go up, fees go up, and uh, and people seeing that the generation of wealth was sent in the previous episode.
3: Well, I mean, I looked up how much sats and zaps I sent this year. You should have never looked it up.
0: No, don't, don't look. <laughs> don't ever look at those numbers. <laughs> Mutiny Node version 0.5.0. Added initial Fedimin support, added LSP, spec for LSP, increased the chain gap when resyncing, and uh, it's a great project.
2: Yeah, and I think this this, re- this release is massive. Like they added Fedi support. That's that's pretty fucking cool. They did it before Feddy. <laughs> I I've been using I've been using Mutiny wallet here in in Madeira a lot. Really? Like every single day multiple times. And the experience is not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, regardless of Mutiny, I've only I also did it with my Tor only node, uh which takes like 2 minutes per each <laughs> It's a great experience. I actually went to the pharmacy, um, and I did their first Bitcoin payment, and the woman was very excited. And it took like like fucking a minute to settle. I was like,
0: my internet must not be working. It's not this bad.
3: The future of finance.
0: I I really, you know, we're getting to a point now where I think carrier pigeons are on the table again. You know, like (laughs) we're gonna use those micro SD cards, you know, to also uh, to also send uh, tokens.
3: Would you did you see? Igor was complaining on uh, Noster that he 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 got rugged to five hundred dollars because he was sending an NFC card through the mail. Oh shit! Oh, you
0: gotta, dude, load them after you sent them.
3: <laughs> if you're gonna put them in, <laughs> the- no, there was some kind of he had to like send it back to them because he couldn't redeem the money. It was some like cash bill or whatever. Oh, okay. I I thought like that might become more common, like people just sending Bitcoin in the mail.
0: Yeah, I mean nothing wrong with that. We, you know, the the open has been around, man. People carry them around the world and uh, and do their
3: thing. People don't realize like boomers send thousands of dollars of cash in the mail. Well, yeah, it's it's quite common.
0: You know, we used to have a uh, an exchange here in, in Canada where you just you put any amount of cash in a in a brown envelope and you send it to them in the mail, okay, and they deposit the Bitcoin in your account, like in your in your address, no joke, uh, and it worked until they got robbed. I, the guys went to the address and just fucking waited there, you know? <laughs> piles and piles and piles of cash. Anyways,
2: Canada kind of still gets away with a lot of freedom with regards to using money. Like, how much can you buy non-KYC with full Bitcoin? Like 10,000K a month or something
0: like that? It's, it's actually... Pretty wild. Yeah, and, and the KYC, it's uh, it's not like... It's different. We have the thresholds, but also... See... If, if if you know somebody, the requirement of KYC is very different. So like I know Matt, right? Like if you can back that up. Allegedly. If you yeah, allegedly. Uh if you can back that up, like technically there is no KYC because you know the person, right? So you could give any amount of money without recording stuff, but then you could get in trouble for other anyways. The the point is at the end of the day, they just want their cut, right? And they want to enforce their cut. And you're proven Cutless until uh, until uh, proven innocent. Sorry, uh, it's the inverse for tax. That's a Al Capone story, by the way. It started in the U.S. You know, because every other kind of law, you're 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 innocent until proven guilty, except for tax.
3: Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. I just want to push back on. I like can't let the statement go that Pablo said that there's. He used the word freedom in Canada in the same sentence. I just it doesn't work for me. I I think I think Francis and the bull bitcoin guys deserve a shit ton of credit cuz they actually oh yeah. they actually have balls and they push the limit, right? And in America we we haven't seen that as much. There are some companies that are doing it behind the scenes, but you know, Bill Bitcoin like literally just puts their balls on the table and pushes the limit.
2: 100%. But you need
0: to build the momentum in public, right? Like if you don't build in public, like you don't create momentum around fuck you the man, right? Like but my favorite Francis moment is when he gave the tax man this massive amount of Bitcoin in an open dime. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is part of a court case and made them write the words open dime in the, the court case for posterity. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Ahead of its time. All right, uh, Boats web app. The domination toggle and a bunch of other updates. LNG. This is a GUI for LND. Emboss updates. I'm I'm starting to move faster here, guys. Swiss Bitcoin Pay. If there's any thing here that you're interested, please stop me. LnP2P bot version 0.9.9 9, updated. Mercury wallet updated. Cashew nutshell updated. Who would have thought that Nuts create so many great names? Like, like the the whole nut thing, like, they have the best names for things. Project Spotlight, uh, Bitcoin Connect by Albi. Sulu, monetize your API using the fastest, most secure payment rails in the world. He must be talking about Bitcoin. Noster updates. NDK. Uh, Pablo, please. Yeah, NDK two point three
2: point two. Yeah, I did uh, oh e forty two, which is like authentication to the relays in a pretty cool way that, where like developers can can write code on how they want to handle when a relay asks for authentication. Like they can reject always, uh, sign in sometimes, ask the user whatever it might be. Nip 96 which is to upload um, uh, pictures and media and whatever, which is uh, it's, it's pretty cool because it's, it's a standard, so you can choose like uh, upload to nostromobile or to nostrocheck.me or whatever it is, and it's all the same, the same interface, so, so it's pretty cool. Nip twenty nine, which is uh, a bit contentious, it's, uh, it's how simple groups works, which is what uh, I'm using for now called highlighter. It's um, it's a proposal from FSF that I, I like. There are, there are a few different proposals on how to do groups. in in a way that makes more sense. And this this is the one that I like, so I implemented this one and a bunch of other things. Oh, yeah, and the the Nib 46 OAuth stuff where you basically can go to a new application, say, I want to sign in as Pablo at whatever.com, and it will just show me a pop-up saying, do you want to allow this client to use your key? And I just click yes, and boom all remote signing done, it works on mobile, you don't have to install any extensions or anything like that, so it's pretty
0: cool. Very nice. I don't think you're busy enough, Pablo. You you know, this this must be, uh, like, you're just writing too much JavaScript, you know, that's why there's volume, (laughs) but is there quality, is there quality, Pablo?
2: There there is some quality, and actually... the. The the relay stuff. I'm actually MVK, I gotta tell you, I'm now a Go developer. I've been writing for Go for five days now. So
0: <laughs> look at me, I'm a Go dev now. <laughs> you know, uh, I heard that if you when you hit one million lines of Go, you get a present from Google. <laughs> they give you access to their backdoor. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which only uh, only everybody has access to. Uh, thanks, Mike Hearn. So anyways, all right, uh, Rust Noster updated, Noster Wallet Connect updated, Primo updated, Transaction Detail Screen, Feed Rendering Improvements, and a bunch of other updates. The app is really looking nice. That's what I use now full-time uh, for iOS. And the wallet is awesome. Like talking about custodial wallets, <laughs> like it's a great wallet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I am a true believer in Custodial Lightning. I wanted to
2: onboard my wife to some wallet. Yeah, to Lightning to pay here and things in Madeira. And I <laughs> immediately went to check for wallets of Satoshi. And it was not on the So I was like, well, okay, whatever. What the fuck? So I, I started thinking and immediately I jumped to Primal. So I sold Primal just for the wallet.
0: You know how much grief I had to give Milian to put that, that logo on the middle? with the boat in it yeah i, I hear I hear not everyone was a fun it it, it it took it took like NVk level of like uh, trolling badgering bullying <gasps> but uh it is great it looks beautiful there
2: I, I got a, I, I, uh, I got a text for, from Milian saying, what do you think about putting a, a lightning sign on their wallet? I was like, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I heard
0: about it. And then I was like,
2: why are you talking to Pablo? In too many message from MBK. What the fuck are you saying?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amethyst. So uh, people get a little sense of how software is really built. You know, it's by a bunch of people just bullying each other on DMs. That's that's how features get pushed up and down the list. Amethyst version 0.83 point one. Uh Mostro updated, yet updated. We we should mention that Amethyst
2: upgraded to the NIP44. that's the uh thing, the the DM the new DMing spec that got uh, reviewed by OpenSats or that open sets paid to get reviewed. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh pretty cool to see that a big client like this is uh yeah getting the new. Talk about
0: open sets. Uh Pablo is a member of the of the the committee for Noster
2: <laughs> the communist committee
0: the communist committee right? the kingmakers <laughs> all right <laughs> project project spotlight uh flare by Zach Mayer. delphi.market every time i read delphi i just remember programming uh brazil things back in the 90s uh, i have <laughs> it just literally is delphi is delphi brazilian no, it was just huge there. It was a huge there and by people who write viruses for Windows in Pakistan. <laughs> no joke. Uh, huge industry. Still, I think they still make Delphi viruses. Uh, Arc Map, Mapster is the original one. Uh, tag review. Oh, this is really cool. The, the location data using uh, Noster stuff. What else? Here. Okay, so let's go to... Privacy software, SimpleX Chat was upgraded. It seems to be the only app on this category. Hopefully, we're going to get more at some point. Are you guys using SimpleX? I haven't since uh, a, a bundle my transfer between phones. I just, I just hope that the inter-device thing gets a little bit better. And if they don't, S- Signal is never going to add usernames.
3: Yeah, I know. They just keep saying 2 weeks, 2 weeks, 2 weeks. It's, yes. it's it's quite suspicious.
0: It's like Coinbase or Litecoin, you know, any day now.
3: Yeah, I uh, there's it's an un- simplex is fucking awesome. Trade off balance is really cool. But there's like this unquantifiable thing with messaging apps that no one really talks about, but uh a messaging app needs to hit like a critical mass where someone can say to you, oh, I never received that message. And SimpleX is really far away from that. If I message you on Signal, and like three weeks later, you're like, oh, I never got it. I'm so sorry. Like, I just know you're bullshitting. <laughs> and and that gives me a sense of 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 reliability in terms of me sending you whatever I'm sending you.
0: Maybe you just need better friends, Matt. Okay.
3: Well, I think a lot of people relate to that. No one really talks about it, but, you know. SimpleX has that problem. If you if you message someone on SimpleX, like they might not actually see your message and there's no way you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the SimpleX does sort of like says, you know what, like, fuck it, we're we're, we're not going to make trade-offs. We're just going to make the best sort of privacy app ever. They, they do have a slider there and some, some features that you can turn on and off and choose the level of privacy you're getting versus better sort of trade-offs. It really feels like Signal has the best sort of like market fit they, they really figure out the sweet spot for that. You know, but again, fuck, man, like, you, you know, even knowing they're just sort of creating a massive social graph of phone numbers and ignoring that. I just don't want to like, you know, dox my phone number to everybody in the world to be able to chat to them.
3: Yeah, it's just an annoying requirement. Yes. If, if you forget like the, like the privacy and security concerns. That's right.
1: It just adds friction. The, 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 the kind of. The way we have it now, right, is we use different layers of security. So if you you know someone really well, then you'll be on Signal. But if you know it's someone you've never met, Telegram. It's sort of and you work your ways up through the chat apps yes. as you get to know someone better. And that, that actually seems to work. It's it's kind of where we've ended up.
0: I mean, it's just that Telegram is so noisy; it's like nearly impossible to use, right?
1: Like the only thing that's worse is Twitter DM. I mean, that's just the worst of the worst.
3: Yes, I mean, Nostr DMs are pretty fucking horrible.
0: <laughs> it's actually worse. Yes, I don't check my Nostr DMs. I, I really don't. From time to time, I will click on one
3: randomly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, you can verify it. Just just put our pub key into a client, and you can see that we don't respond to DMs on Nostr. <laughs> it's
0: pretty easy. That's that's true. Anyways, uh, Meshdastic, an open source off grid, decentralized network built, run on affordable, low power devices. It's a really cool little project. They, they mostly use a ESP32, the LoRa version. The reason why I'm not super excited about this project uh, is because it's too low bandwidth for most things that are interesting. But again, nonetheless, very cool project, uh, worth playing with it. It's great for sensors and other things, not necessarily communication between people. I think it's going to be fantastic sending eCash tokens. The, the the smaller type, not the big type. Again, like very low bandwidth. I still like the Wi-Fi based stuff better. Uh, I think it's like a more a better sweet spot. Craig, uh, you have I have you here. One one of the the QR capable wallets out there, uh, hardware wallets out there, has released a new update that sort of essentially says that when the transaction is big, the PSPT is big, it offers to change to. Micro right? Because you know it's easier than scrolling, scanning the screen. I just wanted to get because you know we 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 disagree on the on the QR specs and stuff. You know, friendly disagreement. People disagree, but like I'm just curious, like on on your reaction, because like to me that's normally means like failed, right? Like it's like it didn't work as designed, so you have a, a graceful degradation right into a different sort of technology, uh, which is very fair. Like that's how we do everything else. I'm just curious. How how do you feel about this and how how the QR stuff is working out because I'm working on the QR stuff now?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, people do battle with QRs, not so much on, you know, some devices like the Jade are just really difficult because those ESP32s just have tiny screens, so, you know... It, even relatively like I would say medium sized PSPTs, you've got just got to hold the thing there for ages to try and transmit it back. It scans from Sparrow really fast. You know, it's got a decent camera, Sparrow's got a nice big QR, nice big screen, super easy. Trying to send it back can take a long time. And clearly it illustrates the limits of QRs. You know, they they are not they are very bandwidth. (laughs) limit limited obviously that's a benefit from a security point of view as well right if you've got an sd card you know you just plug it in and you know it can send all kinds of information back and forth and and that is to some extent to some like small maybe paranoid extent that is a concern so i you know in a way the fact that qr's are so limited is a good thing and when you get that message that says hey you know you should be using the sd card card here and you think to yourself, hold on, I've only got two UTXOs and it's a single sig wallet. What the hell's going on? Maybe my coordinator is up to no good. So, I mean, there is a degree to which I like look, look at that and I say to myself, well, okay, well, you know, those are the trade offs of the format. It's, you know, it's, it's always about pros and cons in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I think think about it. I don't see it so much as a, as a fail as more, you are you are visibly seeing how that particular trade-off happens in the in, in the real real world
0: that, that's fair no because I mean like realistically speaking for that to happen in the wild like and and require an upgrade like a change of policy like that tells me because you know in in the wild people don't have two megabyte like PSPTs all the time right like it, it's gonna probably be like you know your average transaction that has a few etXs would be like you know between 50 to to 300 megabytes, sorry, uh, kilobytes, right? And you know, like I, I mean, that we should be able to, like, a phone screen can display that as a single QR. So I don't understand where the issue is. I mean, a, a phone screen can probably display even more than that uh, if you if you craft the QR correctly. And and you know I, you know I don't know how much you've played with barbecue QR yet. I hope you do play with it. You're probably gonna hate me that you have to like look into it, but I love you anyways. The, like, you know, I feel like, you know, saving 30% and and keeping like the majority of QRs that, that could be animated into like static QRs is, is like, it's a huge gain, right? Because, you know, that means that the majority of the QRs will probably just fit as a single QR uh, in most screens. I mean, in your case, again, it doesn't matter too much, right? You, you, you could put like a plain a plain text QR with the transaction in it. It's the size of the computer screen. As long as the camera has enough resolution, you're fine, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, as I say, the the real issue is not so much the protocol. It is much more the size of the screen on the device that is displaying the QR. Like That is the limiting factor with regard to the entire QR thing. And, you know, my, my take on that is we're going to see bigger screens even on hardware wallets with relatively limited other devices just because, you know, it feels like despite all the limitations, QR is kind of winning, right? I mean, even you're putting QRs in.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends. You know, like, to to be honest, I mean, like, like USB is winning because, you know, there's still the majority of the people are using, like, you know, Trezors and, and Ledgers connected to their computers via USB, right?
1: Yeah. But that should change, right? I mean, we're we're kind currently seeing Ledger getting hammered uh, for good reasons, right? So- yeah,
0: but Trezor isn't, right? I mean, they're doubling down. Their new device, you know, they did accept that you need a secure element. It's nice to see <laughs> 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 after all these years of secure elements are evil. But but like you know, they are USB and period, right? They didn't even bother making the micro SD work on their device. We do have like probably like the third largest user base after those two, and people like, use the SD, the, you know, the, the QRs, I, I think, like, for me, at least, like, the, the QR main advantage is to check addresses. Like, I love that feature, right? Because you don't want to have to do another round with the to check. For
3: verifying receive addresses, it's fucking awesome.
0: Yes, that's right. I, I love that. I, I don't see the need for the opposite, like, the, the hardware wallets don't need to display, like, the QR as much, right? Because data doesn't normally, like, go the other direction, right? Unless you're, very few people are taking the signed transaction back to the computer, like, via QR.
3: It's not computers. It's it's to get around Tim Apple's restrictions. Yes. Like, the QR codes are most useful for iPhone integrations, in my opinion. I
0: mean, unless people are using virtual disk, right? But then you're connecting your hardware wallet to, to the device,
3: uh, which does work beautifully. <laughs> And it's more friction. It's just more friction. Like the, the dream I the dream of the normie that just has an iPhone app and then just communicates directly with his air gapped hardware wallet is yep. I think is a real that's a real thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And well this is why we you know, we we, we ate the crow and we're 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 dealing with QRs. But like, you know, again, wait, but to do that you can't do that for fucking sixty dollars, right? Because then you have the shitty fucking experience that sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know like it it works better too you need a proper scanner right like it, yeah it works better with a phone though right because like not only is that the main use case in my opinion it also works better because if anyone's tried to you got like if you're using sparrow with like your integrated webcam you're like holding your your yeah. phone up you know it's a fucking pain in the ass but it you're holding your hardware wallet up but if you're using a phone you just use that nice back camera that's you know insanely high quality And it just scans it relatively easily.
0: I mean, like, but you know, with the phone and the people who need the phone for this kind of transaction, I I really think we're gonna end up at NFC. Like, especially once you start seeing like ginormous companies like block with bit on Android with with BitKey, right? Like, they're gonna end up forcing like, you know, the market to accept NFC and the wallets to have it, right? Because it's just the amount of users. Dude,
3: Tim Apple's gonna block all that fucking shit.
0: No, it's the opposite. They've
3: only been opening up NFC. No, not when he, not when he realizes he can release his own little Apple hardware piece, and like that's the only one that's gonna work with the iPhone.
0: Apple only does dongles on USB. They don't do wireless dongles. What is
3: that thing that all the fucking Apple tards use? The the you're like lose your luggage, you got all the tags or whatever. Oh, the tags. That was a startup. Yeah. And Apple was like, "Fuck you." Closed out the startup, and then just released their own version of the hardware. Like that's what that was. It, it, the thing is that people maybe don't
0: know is that an iPhone has like something like 40 radios. And, and like what they do that is non-SPAC, it is absolute bad shit, crazy amazing. But they're not going to open those packs and they're not going to let anyone else use it either. But, but anyways, going back to this, you know, we're going to have different sort of kinds of users, right? Like I, I really think the NFC, like we're seeing, like, I mean, the amount of tap signers in the market is insane. And there's only one like major like uh, uh phone wallet that, that supports it, right? Like there's a couple other ones that're smaller, but
3: what Nunchuck? Yeah, and it's beta as fuck.
0: Exactly, but like it does work if people use, and, and it's like and it's it's like probably more units out there than there is harder wallets that are not Trezor Ledger Cold Card
3: using now. I love Hugo, but no one should be using Nunchuck for a real amount of money right now. Why? It's not there.
0: I don't know. Like, it works. I mean, like, you know, especially if you're doing the multi.
3: Have you have you used Nunchuck with MultiSig?
0: I do actually. Yes, I do have a couple wallets of MultiSig. It's okay.
3: It's it's like yes, it needs more work the UX, but you know, we'll get there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm bullish on it. I think it's a great. I I agree with you on the concept that uh, Craig is dismissing how much friction is added to paste PSBTs places, and like that's Nunchuck's, you know. One of their their key foundational building blocks is this idea that you don't have to paste the PSBTs. It has integrated encrypted chat. It's just not quite there yet.
0: I think is it's like is a different. I mean, I'd love for Spiral to have the the chat feature. Two weeks, right? But like, but but the, the thing is, like, it's like people who are doing Bitcoining on desktop, especially desktop, not connected to the internet, are dealing normally with different kinds of money, right? Versus. You know, me traveling with my TEP sign, I, yeah. right? Uh, or, or you know, it's just different kinds of use of Bitcoin. And people are going to have multiple devices for different
3: things. Well, that's why I said significant amount of money. Yeah. But like for some of my organizational multi-sigs, like I tried every multi-sig coordinator and we're just we're just pasting PSBTs using Sparrow. Like there is no second best. It doesn't even come fucking close. It's not even a fucking competition.
0: You know, and 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 it's funny, right? Because like you have all these different things, right? There's there all the all the way to people who are using a Raspberry Pi with seeds on their desk, in QR format, which could be taken by any camera walking around, right? Like, so you know, the world's gonna have a lot of different people with different needs. By the way, Craig, I, I take I, I I still need to clear some of that that micro SD with viruses on it, which is it's not like. you know, there is wallets and then there is wallets, right? There's people out there who I'm sure have an atrocious way of reading a micro SD card. You know, I can only speak for mine, which is like, it's essentially serial and and it's very precise. and, And, you know, honestly, like it's probably way more secure than how most wallets do QR codes, because right now all the wallets out there are essentially reading a QR code straight into the MCU, you know, where the private key is in memory. And, you know, buffer overflow, whatever, right? You still got to get it out. It's like, this is all like very advanced, crazy attacks. They were all sort of like, you know, until this day, nobody has been able to produce a proof of concept attacking a cold card with a micro SD card. They have decapped our chips, million dollar lasers on them, but they have not used the micro SD card yet. So fingers crossed. But (laughs) like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like if, if we were to sum all of this up, like we just don't know yet. Like we don't know. Exactly. We don't know if the kind of, uh, excuse me here, MBK, like the, the tap signer, bit key model of not showing the destination address on the secure device yeah. is going to be a successful method because we just haven't got far enough.
0: You know, it could be horrible for big money. Yeah it is horrible for big money it's don't use step signers for a lot of money i i'm the first person to say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you know it's i mean and and you know how much is big big you know it it gets to the point where you know you might start off small but it ends up big and you know it it just it's really hard to know what the future holds. So yeah, I mean, I may I, I did say earlier QR codes were winning. Actually, I don't really know. You're probably right. USB is kind of the default. And to be honest, it kind of works most of the time. It works pretty well. It does. You know, even though we go on about yeah, gaps, yeah, it's it's pretty decent. So hard to say. Sparrow's approach is just support as much as I can and let's see where the chips fall. Just let people do what they do.
3: Yeah, absolutely. One thing I would add, if we're on organizational multi-sig or just multi-sig in general and you're talking about building your multi-sig I believe that cold card not tap signer I mean I have issues uh, also with large amounts uh, using a, a, only a tap signer um, because you can't verify things on screen but my understanding is cold card is the only major hardware wallet that actually checks the chain address and makes sure that it, it's it's the correct change address and so like if you have a quorum and and your multi-sig is just treasures and ledgers, no hardware those hardware wallets aren't checking your change address. If you add a cold card to that, then all of a sudden you are verifying the change address. And why is this important? Well, a lot of organizational multi-sigs use unchained. And up until like a week ago, Unchained just included all inputs in every transaction. So you'd have a massive change output. And and these hardware wallets are just blindly signing the change output and have they're not actually verifying it for you. And, and let's be honest, the user's not verifying the change address m- manually. So build your quorums accordingly.
0: You know, computers are supposed to do things that humans can't, like checking a lot of numbers. You, you know, like it's, it's amazing to me that like the, the two major sort of wallets out there don't, uh, don't do this. Right. And, is, and shit's going to get very complex once you have Miniscript uh, being used in the wild and, or complex, you know, like TopScript, it, you know, Frost and all this shit. is just going to add more complexity. Right. So like it's it really is very important that that the the devices check or just check the percent fee versus the transaction you're sending so you don't accidentally send you know all your money to as a fee, which does happen, right? There's a lot of software client software buggy out there, or or you just accidentally slide the thing on the fee, right? And you don't check. We, you know, the software should should try to prevent people from doing stupid shit. I, I think that that's sort of like the best sort of like lesson out of this this whole sort of really year.
3: The cold card change address thing is really interesting because if you talk to like the customer support people at Unchained, they hate it <laughs> because it requires another step. Like if the user goes to sign a transaction with a cold card, the cold card, and you didn't you didn't put the descriptor in and so it doesn't know what the multi-sig wallet is, it won't sign the transaction and pops up an error. And they need you to download this wallet config file into the micro SD card and put it onto the cold card and adds all this friction. And it just goes back to this balance, this trade-off balance between personal responsibility and security, where there's going to be a lot of different options in the middle But for most people, like if you start to have a large balance in Bitcoin, if if a large amount of your savings is in Bitcoin, you have to figure it out and and take personal responsibility. And it's going to be a more friction approach. Like there there will be more friction there because it requires responsibility.
0: I, you know, things are a lot better now than they were years ago. There's absolutely no comparison of like how much better it is. You know, PSBTs didn't exist for a long time. You know, I still, PSBT V2 is coming out. I still don't understand why we don't have like signed PSPTs, which should be like the obvious next step. But again, I avoid participating in BIPs like the plague, like the plague. Like I really don't want it. Like it's just not my thing. We're not academic, <laughs> you know, like we don't have anybody academic internally. <laughs> we're all just would just cry after the, the first email reply bike shedding of something. We're just like, no, I give up. I don't want to participate in a standard. <laughs> It's just we just build and we pass in the market, right? And and I think there's gonna be a lot more companies doing that. And and I think we're gonna find good ideas between everybody and, and sort of and, and get the, the 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 UX interactions. But again, I really don't think that saying safe Bitcoin will ever be easy. Like easy, like like, you know, credit card easy. Because credit card is easy because you're essentially outsourcing the risk and the the, the risk cost to a custodian, right? Bitcoin is still yours. At the end of the day, the buck stops with you. So it, it, we can't we can't do that, right? Like we, th- there is a limit to how far on the easy part we can do and steps, right? Because of that. I mean, if you, if you have access to commercial banking, you know that like sending your own wires, it's your own fucking problem. And they have a massive checkbox for your own fucking problem. If you send a wire to the wrong place, okay, it could take months for them to get the money back if they get it back sometimes. Right. So, you know, it's just that most people are just not exposed to full responsibility uh, transacting. Right. And and Bitcoin is that. Yeah, I think I think that's almost like a, a good a good spot to like start wrapping up here, guys. I'm just read the boost because folks the, the the very few listeners we have have said something. Windtrop, as a regular listener, I frequently chuckle at the various boring podcasts, take a nap, jokes, but today when I woke up at 4.30 and couldn't drift again, I thought, hey, I'll just ask NVK and company for uh, to lull me back to blissful sleep. Nope. Here I am, 7 a.m., awake, although slightly delirious and working extra hard to avoid typos, all the hype about great nap and nothing. At least I caught up on the recent news developments of Nasser and Bitcoin. I've also been A plus entertained. Oh, well, you're welcome, sir. Thanks for being a listener. Vake, Bitcoin is boring and nothing's happening. The Bravco ledger makes me want to pull my fucking hair out. Peace, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. I was about to complain about Bitcoin, the review not coming out often enough, and then he fell asleep. T-Y-M, very helpful learning and napping content. All right, boys. Anything we missed? Anything you wanted to mention at this uh, two-hour and 10-minute mark? All right, uh, then uh, final thoughts. Mr. Odell.
3: Appreciate you all. 2024 is going to be a fucking beast of a year. Nothing's priced in. Stay on the stack sets.
0: Mr. Pablo. The Go developer in-house.
2: In <laughs> <laughs> Go is the language of 2024. I think it's going to make uh, Bitcoin as nothing because of how popular it's going to be now that there is a, a 50% increase in Go developers in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they finally got a good one. Craig, any final thoughts, sir?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with Matt. It's going to be a huge year. Uh, I think... If we do this again on 3rd of January 2025, we're going to really see uh, some changes. But uh, I'm hoping, I'm optimistic, hoping for more self-custody over the course of the next year. Certainly, I think we're going to have a lot more users of Bitcoin in one form or the other. And I'm sincerely hoping that people see the light of holding it themselves and not uh, by some other financial suit. So yeah, that's my, my message.
0: Listen, guys, thank you so much for, you know, taking the two hours. You know, we joked that nothing is happening in Bitcoin, but a lot is. A lot happened in 2023. A lot. You know, aside from the Twitter drama between, you know, Bitcoiners, between vendors, between whatever, this space is moving at lightning pace forward. There is a lot happening. You know, technical people will disagree on pretty much everything. The people who don't build nothing, the technical people don't care about your opinion, unless you're a customer. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I I hope to have the three of you a lot this year coming to tell me about all your wonderful updates to your software and your advocacies and your privacy shielding, Matt. I, you know, th- this year is going to likely rip our faces off. It's going to be almost weird to have a a pod like this in this environment already is. And uh, with that, I'm closing this off. Thank you so much, guys. You, You have a wonderful 2024. Thank you, MBK. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. For more resources, check the show notes. We put a lot of effort into them. And remember, we don't have a crystal ball. So let us know about your project. Visit bitcoin.review to find out how to get in touch.